the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible teaches us what all of us who are born again believers ought to do. That is keep our eyes on Jesus in order to successfully accomplish everything that he's called us to be and do. By watching Jesus, we can see what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus gives us clear and complete understanding about how a child of God is supposed to conduct themselves in life. Through watching Jesus, we can see how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. That's if we're going to represent him properly like we're all supposed to do. It's what we all should endeavor to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. Now, if you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. As we continue in the teaching that we started not that long ago, that's going to be tell us what God wants us to do as we move forward the way he wants us to do, living what he has in store for me and you, the way that he wants us to do. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. That's God's intention for you and me, those ones who he have already set free. He set us free with a mission for you and me, and that's to be imitators of Christ. That's God's desire for you and me. That's what he planned for you and me, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do what he wants us to do, and that's to be imitators of Christ. Praise God. Some of us are. Praise God. We're going to start reading in verse 1. That's our foundational text for the teaching that I'm doing today to show you that this is all biblical, what I got to say. And I'm going to walk you through scripture on many of the things that he wants us to do today so that you can be able to know that this ain't me that's talking, but it's God your Father talking to you of what he wants you to do because the word is going to tell you clearly what he wants, what he has to say. But let's read the foundational text, move forward into the day stuff. I'm telling you all it's going to bless you flat out in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading at verse 1. It reads, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints, neither filthiness or foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God unto the children of disobedience. 
Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things are reproved, are manifest, are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. See then that ye walk circumspectly. He's talking to his children right now. Because that's who he's writing to. He's writing to the children of God. He says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not like fools. <laughs> because many of God's children are acting like fools. Of course, we already know that the word fool means by biblical definition that a person who believes in their heart that there is no God. And in terms of the child of God who conduct themselves like there is no God, making decisions and doing things and operating in things that's totally outside of God. He said, well, see then that you stop acting like fools, but be wise and redeem the time, buy back the time, utilize this time wisely. Why? Because the days are evil. Now, I don't know if you know it or not. These are some evil days. Praise God. We're living in some evil days right now. Oh, yes, it is. Darkness is on the move. It's getting stronger and stronger by the day. Hallelujah. It's getting, it's moving forward each and every day. Stronger is getting more and more prevalent in this world too. Whereas you look around, things that used to be hidden in closets have come out and now it's living right next to you, looking at you, saying to you, what you going to do? Praise God because darkness is moving forward. Whereas wrong is being called right and right is being called wrong and everything that's wrong, people are hollering at it as though it's right and everything that's right, folk are hollering at it as though it's wrong. That's what's going on. Praise God. And it's happening. But since these days are so evil, God is talking to his church right now, his people right now, and saying to them, don't act like fools. Be wise. Be followers of me as dear children. And walk in love just like Christ walked in love. God isn't telling each and every one of us in here, children of God, that he wants us to be imitators of him. Why? Because he wants us who are children of light to walk as light. And begin to start conducting ourselves like that both day and night. So that people can get a clear sight of what it's like to have God in your life. A clear sight of what right is, what wrong is. Because they looked at our life and found out what right is and didn't see what wrong is. They saw in our lives what it is that they're supposed to do so that they can be able to realize that they can do it too. Because there is no better life to live than the one that God gave to me and you. Now it's time for us to live it out like he wants us to. Not like it out, live it out like we want to, you know, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. It ain't your thing. It's God's thing. Praise God. Because he bought you. You've been purchased with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your spirit and your body, which are God's. And God is looking for his church right now to begin to glorify him. Why is that? Because when you look in the church of the living God, you don't see people living out like God wants them to do. You see people living on any old kind of way, doing any old thing that they decide to do. And then there's this old jack leg, jacked up teaching that's coming in the church nowadays telling people it really don't matter what you do. You can live any old kind of way because it's already been bought and paid for by the blood shed blood of Jesus Christ. So go ahead and just live any old way and don't imitate Christ. But the devil is a liar. 
God wants his people to begin to start moving forward with fire to be able to live this thing out like he wants them to do because there's a world out here that needs to see what's happening with me and you. They need to see a people that's literally living this thing out like God wants them to do. Well, I declare in the name of the Lord, they're going to see me and you because we are going to be followers of God as dear children. At least a few of us are going to be followers of God as dear children. I would like to hear more people are going to be followers of God as dear children. Praise God. We found out that the word followers means imitators. Praise God. That God wants us to be imitators of God. Meaning that we do what he does. Conduct ourselves like he does. Because that's what we do. We do. We act or conduct ourselves. Or we be in action and behave like he wants us to do. God wants his children to begin to behave like he wants them to do. And be imitators of him. We found out that that word imitator means mime and mimic. A mime by their actions speaks a message. A mind by their actions speak a message. And our actions are going to speak a message to this world. And that's that God really is. Why they're going to be, because they're going to see a people that really are his. And we're going to speak the message of the gospel with our lives and what we do. Showing them that there is no better life to live than the one that, can get, that God can give to you. We're going to mimic God. We're going to imitate and copy him in action and in speech. We're going to take on an appearance of him, a similitude of him, and resemblance of him. And we're going to have a close resemblance of him. But that's what he always designed for me and you. We found out that back in Genesis chapter 1, that's what he planned when he created me and you. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And told them, let them have dominion over this entire world and have total control. Of course, that word we found out, image, means his, uh, that, that, that we're in his resemblance. And his likeness means that we're in his mode and mannerism. Which means that they're supposed to see the actions of me and you. Conducting ourselves just like Jesus do. And then they're supposed to be able to know exactly who we are. Because when they've seen us, they've seen God. Praise God. That's what the plan is. That's what the plan always was. But of course, Adam failed. Praise God didn't do what God had clearly had to tell. But as a result of that, sin entered into the world and death thereby. And so the man stopped doing what God wanted him to do, stopped operating in the image and likeness of God like he was created to do. But thank God for the second Adam, Jesus, who came and be able to reconnect us back to the Father like he did so that we can be reconciled to the Father. And he did. He did a good job at it to him. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Verse 17, it says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. I know what happened to me. I don't, I don't know if it happened to you because old things passed away. I ain't the same person I used to be. When I got bone again, ha, I looked at my hands and my hands looked new. Looked at my feet and they did too. Looked at my walk and my talk and everything about me too got changed. <laughs> so amazing. Praise God. Praise God, because we begin to start living this thing out like God wanted us to. But yet at the same time, many people have got the reconnection, but we haven't got the restoration of being able to walk out in his image and likeness like we're supposed to. That's why God's talking to his church right now. Those of us who are connected to him have been reconciled back to him. He said, now it's time to reconcile your life and begin to start conducting your life the way I want you to do. Being imitators of him, not out of obligation, but as dear children, folk who love their father, love their God. Love what he did for them. And because we love what he did for them, we love him back enough to be able to do whatever he wants us to do. And that's to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do. We found out Jesus came for multiple purposes into this world. One of them, of course, was to be our propitiation for us. 
$75 no it went up because Obamacare $150 word praise God $150 word praise God for substitute praise God good to see you baby you know, so $150 word for substitute blessed be the name of the Lord well he went to the cross as a substitute for me and you to be able to pay the price on the cross for me and you for the sins that were done by me and you but we found out last week if he wasn't here last time make sure you get the last CD I wish I had that one in DVD praise God so that we can be able to show it to you praise God but we found out that the substitute isn't complete until both sides have done what they're supposed to do. The substitute isn't complete until both sides do what they're supposed to do. If he was to sub for me in the game and come off the bench, praise God, then praise God, he, he not only comes off the bench and I take his spot, he got to also take my spot. Praise God. Otherwise, we got us a violation and we're going to give up the ball. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, that's why violations are occurring all over, the, uh, all over the body of Christ. Because Christ did his part, went to the cross for me and you. We're not doing our part in coming into the game and start playing the game like we're supposed to. There ain't enough players on the field. There's not enough players on the court. Because too many of them are sitting on the bench, praise God, thinking that it don't matter what you do. No, you, you've been subbed for it. Jesus took your spot. That's why he's sitting on the bench at the right hand of the Father right now. But the problem is there ain't enough players in the game, and we're about to forfeit the game. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because the substitution hasn't been complete yet until we get off our seat and begin to do what God wants us to do. And one of the things he wants us to do is live this thing out like he wants us to do and be imitators of him. He took our life, excuse me, our death. Praise God for me and you. We're supposed to take his life and live out what he was living out too. Come on, Trey. Body double. That's who we're supposed to be. Praise God. We're supposed to go in and live this thing out like he, he designed for you and me. And that's to be imitators of him. Praise God. In fact, we found out that the ultimate aim of Christians' life is to display Christ's likeness. Not to have a new car or to travel far or to be able to have a lot of money in our pockets so that we can be able to pay for traveling far. But our, our main aim in life is to be Christ-like. Would you turn my mic on, please? Would you turn my mic on? I said, our main aim in life is to be Christ-like. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In fact, it was always God's plan, so it's supposed to be our plan, too. Because we want to do the will of our Father and do what he wants us to do. Last time we got together, praise God, we found out that we're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. Oh, Lord. We're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. Come on, act like you're excited about it. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We get to deny ungodliness. Oh, yes, we do. And we're supposed to be excited about it. Praise God. So we can leave that old Ty Jackson 5 puff leave shirt, Elvis Presley pants wig wearing, wiggling leg stuff, like that old Ty stuff that you used to do, that old lifestyle that you used to have. Leave that old raggedy lifestyle behind and move forward into this new life that God has in store for you. But when we left off, we found out that you got to take off the old you, put on the new you, and begin to start conducting yourself like you're supposed to. In fact, let's start right there. Ephesians chapter 4, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to do that. Hallelujah. Well, I thought it was a completed work he did. It is a completed work he did in order to pay the price for you. But some, there's some stuff that you still got to do. He said it to you right here, Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We'll start reading at verse 20. It says, but ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus. Which means you ain't been taught no lie, you've been taught the truth that's in Jesus. Well, what is that truth? That ye put off concerning the former conversation, old lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt after the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 
That word renewed, of course, we already learned mean renovated. It means you pull out your old thinking, put in a brand new thinking. And if you do that, verse 24 kicks in. And, because that follows the renewing of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That is created in righteousness and true holiness. You had a new life to live now, praise God. But you got to take off the old life in order to put on the new life. Because a lot of people still trying to put their new life on top of their old life. But that don't fit. You can't go buy one coat and then go buy another coat and then put it on. It's how you listening to me. Hallelujah. It won't fit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why some of us leave the righteous life over to the side and the holy life over to the side. Because we're still trying to wear that old raggedy life. Praise God. No, you got to take that off. Put on the new one. Take off the old life. Put on the new life. Don't put on the new life and try to take off the old life. That's difficult. Take off the old life. Put on the new life. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Get rid of the old ways. Pick up the new ways, which are created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, we, we who are born again are already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, we are. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 says, he said, for him who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Well, we've been made the righteousness of God in him. Those of us who are in Christ, we are already in right standing with God, but there's something that follows righteousness. And that is true holiness. I said, it's true holiness. We found out, praise God, last time that this is a spiritual cause and effect, baby. This is a spiritual cause and effect, which means as a result of us, praise God, becoming righteousness, true holiness is supposed to be the next thing that comes after that. Just like you drop a rock in the water, a ripple effect occurs. When he dropped righteousness into us, holiness is supposed to occur. We're supposed to begin to start living holy after that. Thank you for that two, those two amens. Praise God. And that, and that grunt in the back too. I'll take that as an amen. Just like I created everything too. It's supposed to be a spiritual call and effect. See, there's a new life that exists and is waiting for us to be able to enjoy and will only be experienced in righteousness and in true holiness. In righteousness and in true holiness. That's why it says in righteousness and in true holiness. See, our righteousness with God births a piety toward God that causes and inspires a fidelity, a faithfulness in observing whatever it is that God says for us to do to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do. That's why we learn in Ephesians chapter four, which is the beginning of this chapter, is that we want to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. We want to walk worthy of the vocation. Walk like it's worth it. Live like it was really worth it that he shed his blood for me and you. See, to walk worthy of the calling, we have to put off the old man and his old lifestyle, old raggedy, jacked up lifestyle, and put on the new man, which is created in, after Christ Jesus. Put on the new man. Now, the new man who we've been delivered by Jesus and shed blood to be able to be, because the new man who Jesus shed his blood for you and me to be, is a man that is righteous and conducts himself in true holiness. See, we're to be a people just like Jesus was. Because he is the one to whom we are supposed to conform ourselves. That's why we're imitators of him. Turn to Romans chapter 8, please. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. You got that look like you show it to me. I'll be glad. I'll show it to you. Praise God. That's what I'm here for. Praise God. Romans chapter 8. That's why God anointed me, appointed me, and set me here just for you. So I could be able to show you. So you can be able to drop that old raggedy lifestyle and pick up the one God got planned for you. Romans chapter 8. See, we're supposed to be, we're, we're actually called to be conformed into the image of Jesus. Bible says in verse 28, thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, 
And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he, he also did predestinate. Now, that means that he had gave us a destination ahead of time. Those of us he did foreknow, he had a destination already set up for us. I was like, yeah, I know where that is, baby. That's the promised land. I'm ready to go to my promised land. I know where that is, praise God. I'm going to give you a new house, new car, new a whole bunch of money, and a brand new honey. Praise God. I know what the destination is for me. Well, come on, let's read scripture. For whom he did pre- foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn, speaking of the Lord, of many brethren. See, when Jesus came into the world, he was the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. But then after he did what he did, went to the cross for me and you, <laughs> was our substitution like he said he would be and set us free like he said he would do, then he gave us an opportunity to be boned again. He told Nicodemus at night, Nick at night, he told him over in John chapter three, he told him, he said, ye must be born again. Because over in John chapter one, verse 11, he says he came to his own, but his own received him not. One translation said, neither did they know him. But verse 12 says, but to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. For those who have believed on the name of the Jesus, we've been given the power to become sons of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's who we are now, sons of God. Praise God. And so God has intention for us to be sons of God too. Jesus is the first born of many brethren. We one of the many brethren of which he is the first born. He was first. I don't know what your number is, but you're supposed to have a number where you also supposed to be a son of God too. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. Verse 29 said, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. Now that word conformed right there means jointly formed. It means jointly formed. Or another way of phrasing it is made just like. That's why figuratively it means similar, similar, because we're supposed to be similar to him. Now, you might not be just like him, but you should be similar. You might not get everything right, but you ought to get some of it dying. At least enough to be able to see that you're in the family. Are you listening to me? Because it ought to be something up in there that show that it's you. Are you listening to me up here? Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. Praise God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants all of us to do is to be imitators of Him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what He wants us to do, but that we do what we need to do to become imitators of God like He wants us to do. We should learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing, too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in and visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. 
We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the young adults to the San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.